Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's a three. Mm. But yeah. there are three of us. Uh, so that's and, a one and, each. And, and there's no... <laughs> I mean, I guess by rules that we'll learn about later in, the, in this episode. Yeah, that's... We're great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just trying to point out, like, three is a good number. Maybe it's it not is. a high number. It's just... It is a magic number. It True. is... There's a there's whole a song lot of about positivity. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a triad. It's... I think we're fine. Mm-hmm. It's currently 3.30 here. It is, oh, it is a sign from the universe. Triforce. Love this. Let's go. Because right. today is the day. It is heist day, everybody. Yeah, shout out to Travis for still referring to this as a heist as Hell well, yes. even though it isn't really. But we just, we want to believe that it's a heist and we want to call it a heist. And, and I support that that he is in, in the same zone, that, that this, is a, this is a heist zone. What is the technical definition of a heist? What's I mean, his I, dictionary defines it as? <laughs> Let's see. Dictionary.com defines heist as a robbery or a holdup. Hmm. Yeah. See, because yeah. if you like, if you break into the museum, yeah, and, and instead of stealing something. the giant diamond, you just kind of stomp on it a bunch. I, I don't think that's really technically a heist. Right. right? That's what I, yeah. It depends on what ends up actually happening here, because it's also you know to take unlawfully is another the verbiage say, of heist. If they take yeah. the information, yeah, that's one thing. But I don't think that's the plan. It's still to be seen. There is still mm. a chance that this could become a heist, <laughs> depending on how the next episode goes. Maybe their real goal is to steal everyone's hearts. In which case, they've already done so. So say accomplished day one. Y'all done did it. But for now, for this day, this version of a heist, it is early morning, heading to the hog, so Chud Chud can start his new job. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Um, can I jump in and just say, mm-hmm. Bailey's Bobs and Weaves mm-hmm. is such a good name. That I am ready. I have two thoughts on this. Yeah. I am ready to throw away my entire career mm-hmm. and restart as a hairdresser. Love except mm-hmm. I'm I'm not good at this. But mm-hmm. my other thought was because there is someone else with the last name Bailey who's very aesthetic and knows what she's doing, and that is my dear sister Nell Bailey. Oh, who and uh, and my new thought is we can co-op a place mm-hmm. where you. Uh, do hair and visual artistry mm-hmm. and I teach people how to box you know what I was sort of on the same page with you not exactly with the shop which I love this idea and I fully endorse it but just in general I was like Kern's Cuts and Bailey's Bobs and Weaves are great salon names and definitely are moves in a fighting game mm-hmm. oh here mm-hmm. comes the Kern Cut she's she's bringing it to um classic I Anne. love it I love it <laughs> So thank you, Travis, for giving me a new trajectory in life. And, you know, everybody, come on over to Bailey's Bobs and Weaves and we'll, we'll have you looking fine and, you know, knocking people out on their asses. And we'll teach you the special move, the current cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, technically, I could I could just put that on a sign above my workroom anyway, because I do cut things all That's the time. That's not here. Just, just fabric instead. Anne's already living <laughs> this dream. That is true. <laughs> Great names. Love it. Can't wait to see what Bailey Kern does. And I really liked this little um, just overview of everybody in the atrium. It, 
even his description, I was like, yeah, this feels like really early. Like, of course it's mm-hmm. open, but it's just a couple people. It's not as it's busy as it will be. a sleepy morning. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's very much like uh, when you're a vendor showing up for a convention early. Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's basically nobody there except some people who are just like, don't really want to be there, but have their <laughs> coffee and they're ready to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, I, I really enjoyed this um, shout out to the broadswords, which may have missed a few people. It did uh, miss me until I went back because I saw you mention it and so I went to their page and I saw a bunch of other people yeah, excited yeah. I was like oh and then I saw a drawing of the characters it was like she must have been <laughs> the elf at the beginning so yes. yeah yeah I mean I think if you if you didn't have the context which would be understandable considering you know there's a lot of actual play podcasts and, and many of them of are course. very good so you can't you can't necessarily keep up with all of them but um but yeah that was a really sweet like and it, it, I mean we already knew sort of because Buckminster was in this universe, that there was possibly like the same mm, yeah. mm-hmm. continuity, but it was it was very sweet to have um, this little bit of additional crossover, additional shout out to some other people that Travis knows. Love that, nice. yeah. I hope we're friends. Yeah, if Bailey Kern is friends with this this person who was here chatting with Anthea, I'm so sorry. I realized I do this. Okay, listen, I had this realization. Althea, I need to like stop and consider before I say her name because my friend has a cat named Anthea and she she, like tweets about her a lot. So I see this name. And then I'm also playing the Ace Attorney games where my beautiful defense attorney daughter is named Athena. So Mm -hmm. I need to be like, wait, which lovely character am I talking about? Althea was talking with this character who I hope, yeah, we're all buds. Them and Bailey Kern. So if I ever mix up those names, though, now everybody knows why. It's so difficult for me. (laughs) Understood and excused. Thank you. Um, I like that Taryn, who isn't usually there that early, is here because she knows shit about to go down. And she, I assume she comes in like with a bag of popcorn and is just like, I'm ready. Mm. (laughs) Let's. (laughs) If she used chairs, she would be that give of that guy who's holding the chair and like flick his arm and it just pops open (laughs) yes there's so many gifts that could be this it could be that it could be um michael jackson the popcorn it could be rupaul and the uh the the eyeglasses (laughs) all of those characters are also here fantasy style waiting for this to go down that's what you don't know here's the fact fantasy rupaul is the overseer of the entire hog so she's definitely here i just hope she's one of the good ones Mm, we'll find Mm. out Speaking of good ones, uh, <laughs> we get Prince. <laughs> oh my this god! Is so, what? Oh my gosh! So you Prince guys. Gray <laughs> sending help via a letter to Fitz, waking up with a letter on his pillow. I cannot. I how? <laughs> how did he get it in there? How did he know they were staying at Althea's? Are they still staying at Althea's? That's right. I think they went back <laughs> to their dorm room. We all just assumed they were going to have a sleepover at Althea's again. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> want them at Althea's all the time. I mean, it's way more fun if they did. How far away is the hog? Isn't it relatively far, though? I mean, I think surely they would have just... How did they get there in the first place? Did they portal there? If your demon daddy can warp you there and back, who cares? Oh my gosh, Hmm. never. Stop it. But then why would he have needed to give them a note, though? Because they would have seen him. I really so I, I think they, I think they are there. I, I'm, I'm assuming there were like maybe there were like trained birds or something that have that have brought this note. Oh, maybe, maybe. Because here's here's how I'm saying it could be. I still love the idea that they're at Althea's. The only other reason I figure they're not is because of the bullshit that uh, Argo pulls here in a little bit. Ah, um, uh, yeah, that's a good point, right? Like he talks about knowing the custodial staff oh, um, at the school so well. So I feel like 
either way, either they're at Althea's or they're in their dorm room. If they're at their dorm room, I mean, obviously, Gray knows where the they dorm, live. Yeah, it makes He's, total sense. Right. And mm-hmm. either way, you know, because he sneaks in and watches them sleep, too. He's he absolutely just stands over their room. beds for a while <laughs> watching them. Puts their hand in some water. He's also got popcorn. He comes in, opens the chair, sits down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, because he can totally warp wherever he wants. So if he's like, oh, shoot, I gotta, I'm just gonna let these boys know real fast that uh, there is quote unquote help there if they need it. So he could <laughs> absolutely warp to wherever they're sleeping and leave this note very creepily on the pillow. Mm-hmm. It's a little kiss on the cheek. I do have to say, I feel like we're kind of on step two of the enemies to friends to lovers here because he signs mm-hmm. it as BFF. So, you mm-hmm. know. True. Just saying. But it could be best fiend. Never forget. Best fiend forever. Mm -hmm. Cute. Enemies to fiends to lovers. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, apparently they do have some uh, help, some assistance if they need it, which is very interesting. I wonder Mm -hmm. what, I'm like, does this mean now the Commodore knows? Is Gray just telling them he knows for a laugh? Yeah, I mean, because we talked about that, right? That that maybe yeah. it was the Commodore and that maybe he had been sent there. But also that because Grey is kind of an agent of chaos, that maybe mm-hmm. that's not actually what's happening. Because this could be somebody else. We don't know. Could be exactly. surprise, uh, surprise assistance. Right. So TBD on who that could be and what capacity they might help or hinder. Mm-hmm. Luckily, though, this next character that we do meet seems very helpful and very cute. Kai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. A parrot Aracrocra. Oh my gosh. Aracrocra? Aracrocra. Aracrocra. Wow. That took way too many tries. That's all right. You know, I didn't know how to spell it. And I was like, yeah, uh, I would have been a little robot, would have uh, had my ass for not knowing how to spell Aracrocra. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That's a callback. Yes, Kai is immediately just adorable, and I believe everything we hoped so charming. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And Fitz now has a trainee badge, which is normal plastic, so he can't just cut and run and get a nice, uh, expensive, yeah, metal badge. But it does still have the uh, emerald. That emerald, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, to indicate that he will have. That sort of access. Because mm-hmm. um, we learn also he is like, he is on the fast track to being like, whatever you need, you can have it. Because Nander apparently is just in love with him. They're best friends. <laughs> they are best friends. <laughs> Fitz is just racking up the best friends here. Fitz is racking up best friends like Argo is racking up people he's hit on and not realized. <laughs> well, I mean, strictly strictly speaking, it is it is Chud Chud who is, who is accomplishing these things. That's absolutely he's, true. That's true. He's like this weirdly like, extremely charismatic but also kind of Chuck Norrisy sort of character now that he's talking about this big war he was allegedly oh in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chud Delivering Chud. bullets. <laughs> Chud Chud is Fitzroy's drag persona. Like that's his, <laughs> his character he becomes. Yes. If so they had like a Patreon that did spinoffs, the spinoff that I would want is like Chud Chud's motivational oh. talk on, on how to do a really good job interview and make the interviewer cry. Perfect. I could use that. Can, yes. can I get a hookup on that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would be full of great information. You know, because Chud Chud's just such a cool customer. Mm-hmm. He's ready to take on this job as Kai's giving him the rundown of just like an overview. And of course, <laughs> did you want to start at the upstairs or the downstairs? Obviously, we got to get down to that level. So that's where they're going to go first. 
How low can you go? Pork chop. <laughs> Let's do this. Luckily, they get past Holifer, no problem. Mm-hmm. Kai's kind of his own all-access badge, I think. I feel like, yeah, I get the sense that, yeah, if, if you're roaming around this place with Kai, people are just like, oh, you must be good. Mm-hmm. If, as long as you have somebody with you who seems really trustworthy, your right. trustworthiness goes up, like, through the roof, I think. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Trust by association. I get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Although that's not necessarily going to help them because even even under these circumstances, the security is relatively tight, right? Because yes. as they're going down, we're confirming. So there are three ramp guards, yes. one at each level. And then at then halfway down each of those ramps, there's one of those mechanical eyes that we yes. had heard about and wondered about before. So mm-hmm. there's human and non-human uh Guards, fail-safes, effectively, yeah, yeah fail-safes that they're going to have to get past. Mm-hmm. Very heist. <laughs> very heist movie here. I guess that's it. All the extenuating parts are very heist-like, mm-hmm. so it's hard to call mm-hmm. this anything except a heist. It just, it yeah. feels right. If, yeah, the end result might not quite be the taking of something. Well, I mean, they, they could always steal a stapler or something while they're there, and sure. then it is still a heist. I mean, if they get out with all those badges... Definitely well, I was going to say, they've already sort of accomplished a heist by getting out with one very, very powerful badge. And now they've mm-hmm. walked back in with it. But you know, <laughs> they did leave with it. And in this instance, with uh, Chud Chud, we do have him actually leaving something at this guard station mm-hmm. after a faux blunder with this cart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sneaking a little package with a little crab <laughs> to hang out here with Lennon is this first guard that we have met before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chaotically mm-hmm. and this is the one that has the uh scratches on their face yes okay. yes which i did not put that together at all it <laughs> I, my goodness i mean it, it, it's hard when it's two it, after two weeks and then mm-hmm. when they bring it up later it's like oh of course yes right that was that was fear bulk's work <laughs> <laughs> this is a fairly risky plan that he's now you know not even 15 minutes into his first day of work and he's already spilled this cart sure yes and you know as he's deciding on what to do here the tipping over the of this cart and you know for better or for worse i like this idea that there is sort of a failsafe within the story itself that if something happens that they need to go back and decide retcon that it is something they planned I mm-hmm. like that for the sense of like we're not going to give away everything that's going to happen. It's both unfolding mm-hmm. at the same time, but we can treat it like it was planned out because yeah, for the sake of something like this, I feel like that makes sense. Yes, yeah, I think it would have been less fun if they had had to like completely sit down and have yeah. it be you know the heist movie scene where you see the maps and I like I think that wouldn't have been interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think this was a better way to play it. Yeah, I totally agree because I feel like this also gives then a sense of um, a heist movie a lot of people enjoy. Ocean's Eleven, you see the whole plan laid out, Mm -hmm. and then you get to the very end, and you see, oh, the parts they didn't tell the audience, Mm -hmm. and then it's really cool. So I feel like this is kind of that part. It would act as that part where Mm -hmm. these are all the stuff we didn't see that apparently, oh, the boys know what they're doing, well, as much as they can (laughs) in any situation. I appreciated Justin asking the real questions. What is our goal today? It's like, thank you. Like, yeah. it's not just me. That just feels kind of like, wait, what is, what are we trying to do? Right. What is, what is our objective? 
It's always good to revisit it because I mean, even even in universe, you know, I can oh. imagine them kind of showing up for this heist in the fear bowl part way through, being like, "Wait, why are we here? <laughs> what are we supposed to be doing?" I was just eating scones and hanging out. What's going? On? <laughs> you got to have everybody on the same page. One hundred percent. That'll help a lot when it really comes down to you know something like a heist. Yes. And of course, essentially, the idea is to get down to the records, destroy, do enough destruction down there, and bail. Hopefully not getting caught, but with the full appreciation that this might get them caught. Mm -hmm. I do like that, that they have this awareness that, like, there's a real high chance that we do not walk away from this unscathed. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. That is kind of the difference with it, with it not, strictly speaking, being a heist in terms of taking something. You know, if you're doing a heist, it doesn't matter if you pick up the giant diamond. You actually have to leave the building with it. In this case, (laughs) they know they don't have to do that step. I mean, obviously, they would probably prefer to, but they don't. That's not really part of the primary goal, because once they destroy these, well, effectively servers, they've, yeah. they have done the damage. They have achieved the thing that they need to. Yeah. And then everything else after that is, is uh, you know, not inconsequential, but not as important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, even hearing you say it like that and like taking this moment to sit and think about it, I'm like, it's actually kind of really lovely and selfless. Of mm-hmm. these boys, because if you're think if you think about it this way, it's essentially them being like, we can't let this war happen. This might destroy our lives. Yeah. What we're gonna do here, because if this goes super sideways and it like you know, there's every chance. I'm sure it won't be like this, but you know, if you think about it in the lore, there would be every chance that like this does go off, and everybody just then knows that th- these three boys broke into the most important building in this world mm-hmm. and destroyed what so many people work so hard for. You know what I mean? That makes you mm-hmm. a complete villain yeah. and not in like the fun oh, yeah. fantasy sense <laughs> in like a, oh, everybody Not the one where you now. get paid too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you think about it that way, which I, I hadn't before now, and I'm like, that's hugely selfless of these boys to like mm-hmm. know like this is the thing that has to get done. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's the GameStop stocks of the fantasy <laughs> oh universe. Right? They're just trying to disrupt the system. They're not actually expecting to profit from that disruption necessarily. Right, right. It's not the primary goal. Yeah. <sighs> what a time to be alive. I barely understand the GameStop stocks thing, so I probably shouldn't reference it, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Listen, hi, we're stockbrokers now. We know all about <laughs> the bears and the bulls and how this goes. I'm going to change my career trajectory one more time. I have a lot of bells in Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, is it not that stock market? S-T-A-L-K, No. <laughs> Daisy May comes around every Sunday. I know exactly how this works, and I have profited from it, and I can help you profit, too. I absolutely cannot do that. Just buy my book. The first thing you need to do is invest in a really large rolling garbage cart. That's a number one, yes. This is critical. I feel like that's such, like, that is the thing. I kind of want one. Always. A huge I've had one. Uh, I've had not probably fear bulk size, uh-huh. but... I have had a very large rolling garbage can in my life at one time, and it was good to have. It was <clears> a <throat> benefit most of the time. Now, what kind of stuff were you putting in there? Uh, mostly garbage. Mm-hmm. But every so often, I would need to put like water in it and move it mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. It was nice to have the wheels, I think. Sure. Mm. The wheels really makes this. If you did not have somehow this giant trash can on wheels... I mean, then you're just dragging a trash can everywhere, and that looks just <laughs> goofy and super suspicious. And it's super loud. Unless you're Oscar the Grouch, it's not good. Oh. 
And I just kept imagining what if Oscar was in there and he's like his little buddy. That'd be cute. Oh, well then I would say Oscar kind of is in there. A little bit. Not the best with people. It's still learning how to have those social relationships. It makes total sense to me. Pretty fuzzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won't lie. There you go. Honest, like, Tells honest like to the fault, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the book's actual name, Oscar? Did oh, we crack this code? Wow, oh God, we've solved it. it. I know we've discussed also a fearbold puppet before but oh my god a fearbold puppet of all of these boys would absolutely be the cutest one that is true yeah well if i ever have free time i will i will get (laughs) on again yes (laughs) although i i would point out i -hmm. actually do own a travel trash can which i travel with uh it is is like ahead of the game (laughs) i i well i my one broke and now i have a different one but i Mm -hmm. have it's like a collapsing it's for camping or something i guess but it's sort of you know, like a that bucket size, kind of, I guess, a little <laughs> bit smaller than that. And it collapses mm-hmm. down. And I obviously use this for conventions um, so that I, I would have a, a trash can uh, and I didn't have to pay the convention center $40 for a cardboard box. Um, but wow. even even under those circumstances, the idea of Arco bringing this with him, the, <laughs> this <laughs> argument that Clint is trying to make is absolutely bonkers. I mean, I'm I you know, the, listen, it's a fantasy universe and it's really funny and they do funny things with it. So it doesn't matter. But also, this is sometimes the way his Clint's mind works. I'm like, how how are you justifying this? How is this working? It's absolutely buck wild. I'm so glad we have a moment here later where Travis a- a- addresses it. Like it's because <laughs> even yes, he walks in with this giant trash can that he finds a way to justify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much sense it really makes because also again, this is where it's like, all right, were they over at the school? Yeah, if he borrowed this from the custodial staff. And if so, how did they get back to Goldcliff or wherever this place is? <laughs> I forget wherever this the hog is located. Uh, is it Prosperity? Is that it? Is oh something? yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. I mean, whatever. It's all kooky and it's all for the joke. <laughs> and you know, you, why ask the questions? Just go along with it. Um, but it is. It's always funny to then hear Clint just go on these little <laughs> tangents of how he's gonna justify the thing. That is mm-hmm. all of us now have to deal with. <laughs> and he's completely committed. I mean, that's that's the and thing that's I think that it. makes it so funny that that he he never hesitates about it at all. Yes. It, it just completely makes sense to him. Exactly that he busts through with so much confidence. Uh huh. And so much, but of course, this makes yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you? And then you have to kind of step back and be like, why? Why wouldn't? I'm why sure. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess. Okay. I guess I am buying this. All right. Go on. Bring your giant trash can in here. Oh, hey, here's your best friend, Bailey Kern. She's happy to see you. Loves that you got a job here. (laughs) I mean, we would all be friends with Argo, right? I think we've determined that. Or Blofeld Johnson. 100%. Yes. And I have to say, this whole scene with the the old yogurt trash can, <laughs> it made me laugh so much. Like, I know I'm biased anyway, because, you know, obviously we all think Bailey Kurt is very cute, but, like, mm-hmm. it was just very funny to me. But also the idea that there is yogurt in this world. Of course there is. <laughs> like, what kind of a, what There kind are of scones. A Why wouldn't there be yogurt? It, it just seems like... <laughs> You're picturing, I've like, a never... Yo-Play cup? <laughs> exactly that. Like... <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, like sake comes in those, um, like ceramic bottles and then they put like a piece of fabric over it, right? To seal it. Oh my goodness. Probably like that. You know, you tie it with Mm -hmm. a string. So then would she just have dumped it directly into the trash can? 
I wouldn't toss that. Oh, I maybe. Yeah, and I guess. that, okay, no, this actually, this fits because okay. now it would get all over the fear bog. Otherwise, it wouldn't. Like, if it'd it be in, in a little cup. container and it'd be yeah. fine. Well, wouldn't, like, I mean, ew, but if you throw it in there, it's uh, you'd notice if a hand came out and accepted it, right? Like, they're not, I mean, if you just chuck a, a contain, an open container in there, it probably would have spilled regardless of what kind of container it was. Right? I just feel like there would be less of a chance. That's true. I, I guess there would be less. <laughs> also, of a I'm I'm assuming Bailey Kern is like me, and you like get in there and you get every part <laughs> of yogurt out that you can't. But I guess if it's stinkberry, right? Not. I was I yeah. was under the impression she started eating. It was like you know what, this is not worth it. And yeah, then I yeah, think that was the dumped her little yo play cup right into that little trash can. <laughs> I think again, these but are the really moments. shook it around first, so it got everywhere. Yeah, I feel like again, these are the moments in the visual where it's like, like Althea opening her cupboard and just having Hamburger Helper a box in there. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, what? This is the moment where like Bailey picks up her trash can and it's a full on like plastic. You're like, wait a minute, none of <laughs> yeah. this makes any sense. There's a Target bag in there as a liner. The office, <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can confirm from a realism standpoint in this uh-huh. fantasy universe that if you have a trash can, people will ask you to take their horrible trash because this happens to me all the time at conventions oh. that people oh. will come up with their Starbucks cup or like, their food I... or whatever and just oh, be like, yeah. do you have a trash can? And I mean, you kind of have to say yes because your choices are saying no and then they probably leave it on your table anyway Ugh. or you have to accept oh. whatever kind of horrible trash they have. That's so yeah. wild. I don't think I've ever expected like a vendor or somebody, unless I'm like buying from a food place and they're like, do you want me to take right. that for you? And I say, oh, yes, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Yeah, you but would be surprised. Like, you you would be surprised. Center. There are giant <laughs> trash cans all over the place. Say, I mean, there's giant with wheels. Yeah. Normally, well, with they. Wheels. So so this is insider information, which is not relevant to the story, so we can cut it out. However, (laughs) I can tell you that uh, the trash cans and convention centers, those are rented uh, by Mm. the by the event that that is Mm -hmm. that is hosting um, from the convention center. And if they don't pay for them or pay for enough of them, they're just not there. So sometimes when conventions want to save money, there just aren't any trash cans, really. You know, I mean, they have to have a few, but they're they. There are very few, and they won't get emptied very often yeah. because they don't want they don't want to pay for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it. that is a thing that can happen. That sometimes there are just no trash cans. Huh. There you go. I still don't think I would ask a vendor to take care of my trash for me, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's good to know. We learned something today. I prefer when they ask me instead of when they leave it there. Certainly. Yeah. Please do not just hide it amongst the plush. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll just make it look like this guy's holding it. Now it's cute. Bye. <laughs> now it's adorable. <laughs> Art piece. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we spent so much time talking about trash. I love it. <laughs> now it feels right for us. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about the buffet they're setting up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's this whole party that is, of course, in the works. We're seeing the banners being hung up. There's this beautiful ice sculpture that's moving magically. That's very cool. I enjoyed that detail. I know. I like to think of it. I'm like, because it's ice, I like to think that it moves kind of like a stop motion animation Mm, instead of very fluid. It's got a little bit of that, almost like the water is like freezing and like Mm -hmm. melting Mm, and freezing. And that's how it moves. Yeah. I think that would yeah. look cool. I can get behind that for sure. Like a little bit of a, that kind of like ice cracking noise you get sometimes yeah. when it's really mm. cold. Yeah. Love that. 
we just made this little sculpture even cooler than it already was. I just want to point out that, you know, in the middle of this heist, like, just because they hate this guy, I hope that that doesn't mean they can't take advantage of the buffet at some point, just because they're, you know, breaking in to destroy all this stuff. I hope they get a, you know, get a little plate, some noms. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, Argo has a full giant trash can. You could get a lot of food in there if you needed to. (laughs) (laughs) He could just wheel around as as people are eating and saying, like, are you going to finish that? Just keep handing it down (laughs) to the fear bulk inside of the trash can to eat. There you go. We got this, to me, very cute moment of Argo apologizing for the yogurt and the Mm -hmm. the fear bulk. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's fine. So maybe as a little apology, he does grab a little something a little treat from a tra- table tucks it into the trash can which in my mind is one of those ones that has a lid but then there's a hole in the lid have you mm-hmm. seen those ones so, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. fear bulb can still get some idea of what's happening yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. also air is is good yeah. that one as well especially when they got that yogurt in there mm. oh absolutely and so as our boys are making their way over to the lower levels fitzroy is of course already there we meet the i mean he's barely fitzroy anymore that is true <laughs> i is thank he you is for so calling deep into that. chud 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 is here and he is getting familiarized with these other lower levels this is where we kind of get an overview of the records and the payroll sections which sells very much a regular office space yeah cubicle fluorescent lighting sort of mm-hmm. atmosphere i'm entertained by the idea of uh, some sort of fantasy fluorescent torches that, that are the lighting exactly they're just not as flattering and nice to see in as the other ones mm-hmm. um and then after meeting also milo and bradford the other guards fitzroy does uh, sorry mm-hmm. chud chud does get to the door to the archives <laughs> Mm-hmm. We learned that these sealing doors on the archive level that we that they knew, I think they knew were there, yeah. but they didn't know how they worked. And we've confirmed they're mechanical, not magical, right? I uh, think the doors end here end up being magical, not mechanical. Do they wind up being magical? Well, but so at any rate, it's 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 another barrier that they're going to have to get past because it's not just the guard, right, that they have to distract. They have to deal with these doors still. Yes. Um. And, and you know, it's not the only barrier because they have to get Argo and the fear bulk down here, too. <laughs> and he's still upstairs and now has to deal with Holifer, which uh-huh. is going to be a problem. Oh, my God. And the way he decides to try to reason with Holifer <laughs> why he's here. This was the moment I was like, I'm I'm so glad we had this this moment of Travis and his raw frustration. <laughs> <laughs> at the bullshit that Clint will conjure up that then he just has to roll with. I mean, it's yeah. a, again, it's like complete props and awe and respect for the level of dedication and just <laughs> confidence that Clint brings to whatever he is coming up I feel with. Like- yeah. In the Taz yearbook, uh-huh. Clint should absolutely get most improved player because, oh, yeah, I mean, going from where he started to where he is now oh, yeah. with just pulling stuff out from the inventory that other people forget he has. He never forgets inventory stuff. He remembers yeah. the details of it. Mm-hmm. He has the confidence mm-hmm. and the, the strut of someone who knows exactly what they're doing. And if you just talk with enough confidence and enough know-how... <laughs> You can get anywhere. I can't wait to read this book. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think especially because, you know, we saw with a character like Ned Chicane, and we're really seeing it now with Argo, too. 
this ability Clint has to just be like, I'm just going to throw everything into this character. Mm-hmm. And it works completely. I love Argo. I think this character is extremely endearing. And even with ridiculous stuff like this, it's <laughs> almost like the universe said, Travis, you have no choice but to say yes. Fine, I will buy this absolute garbage story that Argo is trying to sell to Holifer. And you know what doesn't hurt? Is the plain janitor suit <laughs> and that haircut. I think he could get away with oh it. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, Sarah from Vancouver. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that the fans are in, in this arc as well. Uh, able to participate in the honorable tradition of letting the boys break the game completely. (laughs) Absolutely. And the other little gift that this janitor outfit brings us is that this entire thing, this lying, this uh, Justin goofing about things a janitor does and getting arrested on the job, (laughs) it all smacks very much of the classic character from Taz Balans, Clint McElroy, the embezzling janitor. I Uh love that it's like its own little callback. He's channeling himself somehow. Exactly. Yes. It's all very poetic. Oh, the plane walker, Clint McElroy. (laughs) Oh my God. It will never not be funny. (laughs) And again, so what the the power Clint slash Argo has Uh of just bullshit on bullshit and just running with it barely giving it a thought yeah continues with talking to uh is it lennon who has the yes scratches? yes mm-hmm. yeah and him being coming down be like oh i came he's like what are you doing down here i came to check on your scratches it's like no you didn't <laughs> doesn't miss a beat it's very impressive does not stop for a second it's no. so good there's no time he's got shit mm-hmm. to do he's his boy's waiting for him he's got to go Oh my gosh. After dropping off the fear bog, which I, thank goodness, that was another like kind of retcon moment where it's like, oh wait, this thing is going to know mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a giant person in this trash can. I, mm-hmm. I liked Griffin's idea of maybe having mm-hmm. him turn into a little mouse. Mm-hmm. And I like Justin jumping in and be like, I did think of that. I'm not doing it. And I was yeah. like, of course he thought of it. <laughs> of course. And then it's like, ooh, what is he up to? What are you about mm-hmm. to do? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that these mechanical eyes could pick up on somebody in a trash can because otherwise they would have a really serious problem with mimics in this place I would think if they couldn't tell that things were were actually alive good call and I was wondering yeah how magical are they would they know yes it looks like a mouse but that is also it's it's clearly enchanted yes yeah good call that could have been fun yeah Mm. I also like the idea of him having to now pretend that the trash can is very heavy. Oh, mm. there you go. But it's much lighter now much when you do yeah. not have a full-size fear bulk in there. True. Because you, know, you know you can't knock that boy over with a pail of water. Mm-mm. He's a big one. <laughs> and yes, with his much lighter trash can now, he makes it down, down, down. Oh, to where Kai and uh, this new gentleman, Chud Chud <laughs> Bobsman. I was like, what's his last name? Bobsman. Bobsman. With Bobsman, a P. of course. P. Yes, hard yep. P in it. So this is I a definitely course. heard Bobsman first. Yeah. I did yeah, too. Yeah, I thought so as well. So luckily, yes, Griffin was able to, you know, set the record straight. It is Bobsman. Um, but we do get this, finally, this meeting of Blofeld and meeting. Chud Chud. Oh God, Jiminy. <laughs> poor, poor Kai. This is the, like, clearly oh the God. best day of their life, and it is about uh, to become their worst. <laughs> oh, Kai. They're standing here with their two new best friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did love this little introducing each other. Oh, my new friend and my new friend. And that Chud Chud was like, I shake with both hands. 
So then I just, and then it's just these boys holding hands. Like, I just imagine them holding hands and going, like, looking at each other because they make that little sound effect. Like, almost mm-hmm. they're trying to crush each other's hands. No, wait. Do you see him holding, shaking hands with, like, he shakes both of his hands or uses two hands to one? I was seeing it like they're each holding each other, like two hands and two hands. They're both like, like they're Oprah and Tom Cruise on a couch. That's how I see it. Are they crossing over when they do it? Like, like you know, like an I haven't. I was seeing it just yeah, straight on, but it could. So be it was like a over. regular handshake, and then there was another yeah. handshake over top. Right, I see what you're saying. It could definitely be that. What does what does the audience think? Let's get a. Everybody check in with how you pictured this scene. I love this because I saw like you put you your me. hand out and then it's it's a two handed like you you extend your right hand, I extend my right hand, but then I also put my left hand on top of it. No, that's not enough. That's not enough. I did not consider that for a moment, Brittany. Apparently. I don't know how the most logical thing. I was like, no, 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 that's not even within my the realm of my thinking. I full on just thought, yeah, two hands, two hands, both hands. I mean, you very well may be right. In fact, I would put money on the fact that you are right, and that is the visual. So we have we have three interpretations. Um, one is relatively normal handshake. Yes. One is just holding hands romantically, and mine is competitive handshaking. I love this. And even the the the, the there's the competitive handshaking, then there could be the romantic, and then yeah, there could be the intense. I'm so excited I'm meeting this new person. We're like it's you're like palm to palm holding hands, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That I feel is very drunk girl OMG, we're best friends now. And you know, we just met in the bathroom. Yeah. So it could be any of these. Maybe yes. that's going to be our poll. How were they shaking hands? <laughs> Choose one of these four options. Clearly the most important detail in this episode. Mm-hmm. I'll draw a picture so we people can know what they're choosing between. Oh this is gosh. the new favorite ship dynamic is the, the favorite handshake style. Oh, love that. Yes. How do you shake hands? <laughs> so now that these boys have met officially... It is time. Uh, it's time to go into the archives that everybody's been raving about. Mm-hmm. They're they're in. They're in the place that they need to be yeah. in, and it's basically empty. There's like almost no never way. really anybody there, and because yeah. of this party, there's nobody there. No Whoa. one. No one besides us and this adorable Aracocra, huh? <laughs> and this and weird mist. Yeah. yeah. Now it did not dawn on me until i thought something was up with kai until uh-huh. justin said they're not seeing it travis yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to text you i was like oh he's the mist i get it uh-huh. <laughs> but not until then uh-huh yeah i wasn't sure either i th- i assumed that that was what it was but since it hadn't you know it hadn't like mm-hmm. that we didn't have a lot of evidence on that front i was like well it could be something else it could be this you right. know whatever this mysterious help is that gray has sent and fear bulb was true doing yeah else. Hmm. That's true. I had an inkling. Mm-hmm. And it was because, yeah, he's like, I have another plan. I'm getting out. And then we've got the steam cloud. And I was like, hmm. And then <laughs> when the boys do meet up and do their however you however. handshake, and, yeah, um, and have the little side, really oh low conversation of this where's the fear bulb? I have no idea. Like, and <laughs> do you think if we leave, they'll let us oh try again God. tomorrow? <laughs> I just love them so much. They're so cute. You guys. <laughs> it just reminded me, like, these are not professional heisters. These no. are by all accounts children. Yeah. So, so much confidence and so little competence, really, that, overall. Oh, that's it. oh, my gosh. 
That's exactly Oh my it. gosh. Can we make a shirt that says your confidence should ma- match your competence or something? like? <laughs> I love that. Oh. Or it just says Thundermen, so much confidence, so little competence. It's, there we I go. like these. I like all of this. I love yes. that. <laughs> Obviously, the, the tactic in this moment is spilling the cart again, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's his go-to. It worked once. Why not do it again? I like the idea that maybe they had they had already gotten to a point where like they were stopped, and then he flipped it, as opposed to it kind of being... Because we don't really know exactly how the time right. flow was moving and where they were and what they were doing while this was happening. Yes. I like the idea that they've already been standing there for several minutes and shook exactly. hands, and he didn't move it at all. He just flipped it over. <laughs> That was mine too. That's what I had written. Like, they're just standing here. It was, oh no. And then, like, chunked it over. It was like, uh oh. And it totally works because it gets, of course, Kai, so sweet. They'll help uh, Chud Chud pick up all this stuff, mm-hmm. which gives this mist enough time. And Argo sees it. The mist turned into a fairy dragon. I don't know what a fairy dragon is, actually, I but I, up. I, I like both up. of those words. Together, and right? especially together. <laughs> this sounds adorable. I'm I'm in love with this already, but I was not familiar with this this creature. I do know that fairy type Pokemon are strong against dragon type Pokemon, so like that's <laughs> what I can bring to the table here. Let's see, I'm looking up a fairy dragon. I mean, it's very cute, the ones I'm seeing. They're very pretty. Yeah, a lot of iridescence. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So exi- the first hit is Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, love that. <laughs> love that. So scroll down till you get to 5e. Yeah, there oh, yeah, we go. Okay. There we go. Tiny dragon chaotic good. I love all of these words. This is great. This all works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is fantastic. I like I like this creature. I was not I was not familiar with them. I was not either. And I like I do see one art depiction of somebody with one near them so I can see kind of the size of it. Cuz initially when he says it's a tiny dragon, I'm a picturing like, like the a show tiny like in the pocket in the dragon of your hand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um but really it's kind of like the size of at least in this photo it's kind of the size of a cat, so it's not completely mm-hmm. like you could know. So not teeny. One. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is important information for when we go to the mall store that just has like statues of this kind of mm. thing. I'm hoping there's <laughs> yes. a statue of this. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're in this open area. So if there's a cat sized dragon and this cart being knocked over, mm-hmm. you know, it might make somebody notice who's seeing it out of the corner of their eye or something. Mm-hmm. We have Argo who's like deft as fuck. Argo is fine. Right. He can stealth away. <laughs> The other and two, it, just, it, it kills me. But yes, of course they did not roll well. Like it plays into the whole scene, and then trying. And I don't know how serious they were about the whole idea of like, well, can't we just share them? It's like, no, that's not how stealth works. And I am proud of Travis for sticking to his guns and being like, yeah, no, like even if we added them all up and divided them by three, twenty, yeah, like, and even if that weren't true, like you can't. That's. That's also what makes it so funny. Yes. Is when you do have a character that is so sneaky and deft and able to do all this stuff. And then you have someone who falls on their own shoelace and (laughs) while like (laughs) blowing a horn. I don't know. Right. (laughs) It's rough, but it's funny. Yeah. It's the like completely off balance nature of it where you're like, okay, well, we can't all get out of this because one of us is definitely stuck in it at least. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what do we do now? Cause as much mayhem as possible. Exactly. We've only got so much time and so much stuff now happens all at once. We have this little fairy dragon going for the magic eye, essentially security cameras, Mm -hmm. while Fitzroy Chud Chud is setting off the birthday boomers bomb (laughs) care of snippers. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of this commotion is not going to go unnoticed by, well, most of the guards. (laughs) (laughs) Lennon is too busy, like, in flow, doing art. (laughs) 
I mean, we've all been there, right? You know, you're supposed to be paying attention to something else, but you're trying to get that drawing just right. Yes, guilty, 100%. (laughs) So for the moment, they only have to deal with Milo and Bradford. Those are the only two real threats because Kai is under the influence of euphoria breath and stumbling around. I mean, that sounds great to me. I mean, I'm, you know. (laughs) That's how I go grocery shopping without a plan. That's a hundred. I know exactly what this feels like. Because, yeah, you just kind of wander and you get run into aisles. Yeah. Just kind of looking around. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that Fearbulk is bringing all the tricks. Like, turn into this mist. I don't know how he did that. Turn into this dragon. We know he can Mm -hmm. animorph. That makes sense. And now this euphoria breath. I'm like, all right. Looking at your arsenal doing what you can love it well and he's not he's not done yet either because he puts the re-anchoring stone into fitz's shoe yeah oh my goodness without (laughs) even like warning him if you are fitzroy can you even imagine (laughs) you're just suddenly shooting up toward these stalactites See, and I, I am assuming that in that in that scene in the the film version of this, that mm-hmm. they're cutting away to Lennon just like doodling yes. frantically, and then in yes. the background, like this package explodes, <laughs> yes. confetti everywhere. He doesn't look up, and then Fitz flies by screaming, yes. you know, just in the little window between the section of ramp that you can see. That's absolutely the scene. And, you know, to add to it, if he's just like kind of humming to himself, there's some sort of like music (laughs) happening. It's Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was just going to say, it's the Gina. With the headphones. (laughs) That's 100% the scene. That's the energy that we're bringing here. Yes. (laughs) Well, and they go straight from this like really honestly hilarious scene of of Fitz suddenly (laughs) flying up towards the ceiling to something Uh that was actually fairly heavy because like, Argo is, you know, he's confronting these two Ugh. guards and um, kind of bringing this this really heavy stuff about the Commodore and what a terrible person yeah. he is and that they're setting up this mm. huge party for him and they have no mm-hmm. idea what he's really like. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely not over it, no matter Absolutely no matter what not. happened when they interacted before and no matter whether he's actually Grey's secret agent or not, uh, Argo mm-hmm. is not ready to let this go. Understandable. That's something I super appreciate about him. And I had meant to bring it up earlier when we talked about them setting up for the whole event and Clint slash Argo's just visceral reaction to anything yeah. Commodore based when he doesn't have to put on the act is yes. so just like, oh my God. Like, you just hear I hate it. That guy, I can't. Like, it is, it is deep. And it is not going to be mm-hmm. fixed anytime soon. Yeah. And and that's another sign of Clint, again, putting his all into this character, like really embodying this character when mm-hmm. he's when he's on. Yeah. I do really appreciate it. And, you know, I think the other killer about this scene is it was an interesting choice on Clint's behalf for Argo to go out and confront these guys. Because of all of them, like we said before, he's the one who made the stealth save. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily see him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's it's interesting that he is going and going to put himself out in between these guys and essentially their goal, which is to mess up this room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he brings it full stop. Not only does he give this really great monologue about the <laughs> Commodore, but also, oh, P.S. Also in this trash can, I had all my weapons. So here we go. <laughs> this is a fight now. Yeah. Mm. And then it, you know, unfortunately, it got, well, well, fortunately, actually, for us I mean, as an audience <laughs> member, it, it goes unexpectedly again because we we kind of swing back around to Three Stooges with the Fear Bowl <laughs> intervening in this situation that seems like it's not going to go very well, posing as Holliford, putting Argo oh in a headlock. Gosh. 
this in the show is that moment where you're like, oh, it's such a heavy moment. Like we said, oh my God, mm-hmm. Argo comes out and he says this whole thing and he's holding his weapons and you're like, dude, it is you against two security guards. Mm-hmm. And then the comedy aspect, here comes Fearbulk through the door somehow as Holifer. It's so <laughs> cartoony, mm-hmm. especially because we know it is just... The fear bulk with a bag on his face. That's it. That looks like Holifer. <laughs> it's that is the premise of something like Chicken Boo from the Animaniacs. Oh my god, what a callback! Yes, girls when they had those other guys uh, pretending to be them and they couldn't tell who was who. And it's yes. just like mm-hmm. how and, and these guys are like Holifer. What are you doing? <laughs> that is exactly it. And really, the only thing that makes it fall apart for our boy, well, possibly the only thing that makes it fall apart for him is the. Fact that Fearbulk can't answer them. <laughs> he tries. You know, I mean, respect for the attempt. He really does make an attempt. And, you know, if you, like, stop and kind of dissect this moment, this is another great show of how much Fearbulk has evolved. Because, you know, you think about him at the very beginning where he mm-hmm. was standoffish and didn't really seem like he even wanted to fit in. And mm. now we have him here mm-hmm. wearing somebody else's face, pretending <laughs> to tackle his friend in the basement of this hugely important building, going along with this insane ruse, this <laughs> heist. And it's so far from where we started with him. Yeah. I just, I love to see it. I think it's really good character development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so out of his element. And anybody in this situation who's like, Maybe they can pull off this ruse, but they can't talk. And you yeah, know I mean, even even uh, setting aside that he can't lie, um, it would even if he could have lied, I don't think it would have it would have really oh. gone super well. And he's trying yeah. his best, you know, like sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know, pretending you have a hard candy in your mouth or something and you can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do wonder if he had rolled like insanely well. Like yeah. if he had rolled a twenty, would it be a mm-hmm. full on mm-hmm. chicken boo situation? Where yeah. they just buy it? Would it have given them this more is, time? It, that's the challenge for Travis. Yeah. How <laughs> how much do you let a roll mean that they get away with stuff? That means your characters are just that dumb. Yeah, that dense, that not seeing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And unfortunately for them, I mean, fate has sort of decided that Milo Milo figures it out. Milo has yeah. seen these before, which, I mean, makes sense. Like, somebody in this that. universe would have known that this was a yeah. thing. His buddy in college had one, too. Oh, the my God. They got, into, they got into so many shenanigans using that mm-hmm. mask of many faces, for sure. <laughs> they used to advertise it on Fantasy Nickelodeon. Oh, my God. That one wasn't as good as, like, the full version. You had to buy the voice changer that also did fart noises separately. It didn't, uh-huh. didn't yes. come as a set. <laughs> That's where they end it, right? It is. And what a good ending. You could sense the excitement in this moment where it's like, oh, Argo almost got into a full fight with these two people. Fearbulk tried to save him in the best way he knew how. Mm-hmm. That's where he's going on his own little adventure up toward the ceiling. <laughs> God knows what's going to happen to him. Everything is teetering on the edge of a cliff right now. Mm-hmm. And that's where we leave it. Mm. You guys. I love this. I feel like this is one of the first times that... They end it, and they're all just kind of like, what? Like, they all still want to keep playing. Yes, yes. I loved that. And I've definitely had a lot of D&D sessions where Uh we are. it is like 2 in the morning. (laughs) We have to work the next day. And we're like, no. I just want to see. What? But what's next? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't want to hear them disappointed, but it just shows you how much they're into it, that it's like, what are we going to do? Very excited to play. So it's exciting to listen to. I really loved it. Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of the opposite of a cliffhanger somehow, at least for Fitzroy, right? Is it like a, ah! it's a bit of a ceiling clinger? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's something <laughs> there. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Impaler. He's definitely. He's he's not, he doesn't have a problem necessarily right now, but he is definitely going to have a problem coming back down. <laughs> Uh, I cannot wait. Well, and then Travis said that's for next week. And I was like, I don't know if he means actually next mm. week or two weeks from now. Right. Did I he assume he meant two weeks. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> See, and I didn't know if he was if he was trying to get back on their schedule. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Know. I guess we'll find out. And maybe it's too exciting. They can't wait two weeks. I have to play now. Hmm. Too enticing. Well, we'll find out. And either way, we will be here to cover it. For now, though, is there anything we forgot to mention in the show we would like to bring up? Um, it's not so much a forgot to mention, but more of a question yeah. that never was answered. Hmm. And that is, I wonder if Bailey Curran ever realized her badge was missing or was turned into a piece of gum. <laughs> Uh, it seemed uh, yeah I don't know because I liked us getting that moment with Lennon where he goes hey mm-hmm. also I don't know where my mm-hmm. badge is will you help me I don't know yeah that is a good question I, I wondered about that too and I was kind of like is she at this point distracted enough about the idea of the salon that she just didn't notice the next morning you could know? be I mean if she's anything like me absolutely I'm like oh I can focus <laughs> on this other thing now who uh, yeah you can't yeah I mean, maybe she always leaves it, like, pinned on the same jacket and doesn't take it off. So, you know, you just grab the jacket in the morning and you don't pay attention. And if, you know, the guard knows you and Mm -hmm. doesn't look at it that close, I suppose it would be possible to just not notice. True. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if that plays out later. Like, if somehow that Mm -hmm. comes up again. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I did wonder briefly, yeah, like, oh, is there going to be an incident here? No, she just yeah. was saying hi to her her pal, uh, Blofeld. <laughs> I was like, what is his name? <laughs> Blofeld Johnson. That's the one. And her badge did go to Lennon. Yes. So what did he do with that one? Mm. Hmm. Throw it in the trash can. Turned into mm-hmm. Lawson found, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to see if, uh, if there's anything more about the badges later. It would be a cute little, like... If nothing else, like a little side explanation. But who knows? I think the only thing I had pulled that I thought was, of course, very funny was a Chud Chud transformation, the old rhythm game. <laughs> I appreciated that little joke. <laughs> I would have played that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want that. Never forget playing it at the conventions. Yeah. I would like uh, to have the Uh-Oh Contingency be my self-help book title. <laughs> I feel that really responded to that. Uh, <laughs> love it uh-huh. I, I wrote down I I mean this this is one of the rare times where I actually did my notes late at night and I did oh. write down um, who called it a birthday boomer and not party box anthem and I thought I had <laughs> oh something at the time and I'm not really sure that I did but I'm sharing it here just in case <laughs> party box anthem is the name of this episode just so you know <laughs> <laughs> at least I've contributed something <laughs> you always do I was also disturbed by the return of um, Justin's like demon-possessed Donald Duck uh, voice when he was doing the fairy dragon noises. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. There. Oh, my God. If anybody listening to this has not heard the boys doing Donald Duck impressions, you can find a great animation, I think, mm-hmm. by Louis Zong, where he, he yeah. animated it. It's, host- it's horrifying. It's, it's absolutely horrifying. It's horrifying and hysterical. It is the funniest. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's one of the one of the times we were listening to the show where I was literally crying from laughing. So <laughs> definitely you want to you want to hit that up. Yeah, we'll share it on the uh, on the Twitter just in case. And with that, come now with me, everybody, over to the polls. So at our last sleepover, we asked everybody to help the boys name this mission that we're on right now. 
Uh, the winner, fittingly, kind of now is Mission Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe maybe this is one of those where they're like, okay, we'll change the name of the mission partway through since we lost our Face Off mechanic and it was taken off of a face. But who knows? We'll see. It was very accurate in the end. It, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a little prophetic mm-hmm. right there. You all called it. <laughs> so, of course... Thanks for being prophetic, and thanks for voting. Now we gotta know, how are those boys shaking hands? We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. <laughs> and we'll meet you all back here in two weeks, maybe one. We'll find out. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.